Hello and welcome to the Simply Intuitive podcast. My name is Michelle Pilipich. I am a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, a non-diet dietitian, here to talk to you about all things intuitive eating, health at every size, and just a sustainable approach to your health and wellness because I know that you can be healthy and feel your best without any crazy rigid diets or rules. So that's what we're going to talk about Um, today. I am going to dig into carbs, low carb diets, and heart health. And what I'm going to do in conjunction with, you know, talking about this topic or in order to explain this topic is I'm going to take you step-by-step through a New York Times article that I read about this topic so that I can explain, number one, how I look at these types of articles and studies how you can look at them with a more critical eye. And I'm going to show you, you know, what the headline is saying versus what the actual takeaway is, because something that really makes health challenging, healthy lifestyles challenging is the overload of information and the amount of misinformation and the effect, the amount of information that is maybe true and helpful, but presented in a way that is sensationalized and makes it hard to actually enact in a simple, sustainable way. So if you feel like you are overwhelmed by all the competing messages you get about nutrition, this is a great place to be. I'm going to break it down for you. We're going to start with this one specific topic. And if you have requests for any other topics, absolutely let me know because this is one of my favorite things to do. Just Take what I have heard from friends, family, news outlets, influencers, whomever, and really dig into, okay, where did they get this from? What does the research actually say? And where can I poke holes in their argument? (laughs) It's very fun. And I want to pass that information on to you so that you can just be more of a keen consumer. So let's dive into it. Okay. I am taking this information from, like I mentioned, a New York Times article, and I actually had a client send me this article and ask for my opinion and feedback, and I thought this was such a great opportunity to have this type of conversation with you. So the article is called, Can a Low-Carb Diet Help Your Heart Health? It's from the New York Times from the end of 2021. And the subtitle here, the subtext says, overweight people who ate fewer carbohydrates and increased their fat intake had significant improvements in their cardiovascular disease risk factors. So I do also want to give a little disclaimer that I am going to use the terminology overweight, obese. I don't agree with it because those labels are typically based on BMI, which is absolutely not an indicator of health at all by any means, but I'm just going to keep my language consistent with that of the article so that I'm just representing accurately the information that they conveyed. So that's why I'm saying that. Um, Okay, so the article starts off talking about how low-carb diets are popular for weight loss, but something that is sometimes frowned upon by um, medical professionals, especially you know, cardiologists or heart health experts, because when you think about someone's overall diet, if you're taking one thing away, 
but still focusing on eating enough and you know not being overly hungry, you need to add something else. So if we shift percentages of what makes up someone's diet by decreasing the percentage of carbs, you tend to increase something else, typically fats. Fats, fats and sugar especially are things that we are just biologically designed to crave for survival. So it makes sense for people to eat more fats when they decrease their carbs. And if you're eating more fat overall, there's more of a chance that you're going to be eating a higher amount of saturated fat. So saturated fat typically comes from animal products and coconut. Coconut is the plant-based unsaturated or the plant-based saturated fat. Um, And having too many of these types of fats can be a a heart disease risk factor. So that's one reason why low carb and heart health seem to be counterintuitive. And this article is saying, no, that's actually not true. So um, they dig into one study in particular, a study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And I'm just now looking at the year of this study. Um, January of 2022, which doesn't truly make sense if the article's from 2021. Maybe it wasn't officially published yet. I'm not sure. Um, so fairly recent study from the Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And the study broke the participants into low carb groups and then higher carb groups and compared their health outcomes over time. And when we look at the different diets that were assigned to the different groups of people, um, there were three and the protein percentage stayed consistent. So every group was eating 20% protein because that's not something that was being compared. The low carb diet group ate 20% carbs and 21% saturated fat. The moderate carb group had a diet with 40% carb, 14% saturated fat, and then high carb had 60% carb and 7% saturated fat. And then they followed that diet for 20, yes, 20 weeks. So this article makes the information all about carbs and fats. Carbs are worse than we think. Fats are not as bad as we think. Um, But let's look into the details here because that's just not the full picture. So the article says that overweight and obese people who increased their fat intake and lowered the amount of refined carbohydrates in their diet while still eating fiber-rich foods like fruits, vegetables, nuts, beans, and lentils had greater improvements in their cardiovascular disease risk factors than those who followed a similar diet that was lower in fat and higher in carbs. So we already have a claim that is different from the headline because now this article is specifying lowered the amount of refined carbohydrates. So that's more specific than just low carb in general because there are different types of carbs. There are refined carbohydrates like the white bread, the white pasta, the candy, sweets, all of those things. And then there are whole grains and more fiber-rich carbohydrates, which this article just said those participants in the study still ate. The fruits, 
Fruits are definitely a source of carbs. Vegetables, there are plenty of starchy vegetables that give you carb servings while also providing fiber and vitamins and minerals. Beans give you carbs but also give you protein. So they just are not clear initially, which of course, yes, it's hard to write a short headline that communicates the entire point of your article. But what I'm pointing out here is just how much they kind of skew it towards an extreme view. So just reading that, we know, okay, if you were to stop there, the takeaway is, okay, I don't have to cut carbs. Maybe I shift towards more fiber-rich carbs and fewer refined carbs. Doesn't have to be extreme. It's not all or nothing. It's not 100% fiber-rich, zero dessert ever. Um, But just shifting towards that healthier balance, which okay, this is nothing groundbreaking. Um, So when we look at more of the information in the article and the study, the lower carb group cut out foods like flavored yogurt and skim milk. So this brings up more questions for me. When I'm reading this, I think, okay, flavored yogurt definitely has sugar, tends to have quite a significant amount of added sugar. Skim milk when any food takes away fat so skim milk is the lowest fat milk they tend to add sugar so again i'm thinking okay is this about something other than just low carb period maybe sugar is playing more of a role than they're talking about and yes sugar is a carb um, but added sugars maybe are more of the factor here that's causing changes versus carbs in general. So just things to question as well as, okay, they're lower fat foods in general. Um, you know, like I said, foods that take away fats and add sugar are going to be higher carb. And this is also speaking to the fact that foods that are altered tend to be less healthy. And what I mean is these foods that are more like diet foods. So a lot of flavored yogurts, not every, but many of them are marketed as more of a diet food, as like something that still tastes good, even though it's low fat and low calorie, but it has these added sugars and flavors and all of these other things. If you were to eat a full fat yogurt with whatever toppings sound good to you, fruit, honey, you know, maybe you do have some added sugar, that's going to be better for you than the food, the version of that food that has been conformed to a diet. Same thing with skim milk. You know, when you are drinking milk that is not in its natural state, so it's been forced to transform into this lower fat version, it's not going to be as good because foods are designed and created naturally to serve a certain purpose to be a particular nutrient profile. So maybe the point here is just eat foods the way they are. And that could be another takeaway. But that was a bit of a tangent. (laughs) So... The other um, point that this study is making, and rather than just go low carb, they also are talking about fats and how the group in the study that ate lower carb had higher amounts of saturated fat. And so they're sort of challenging this idea that saturated fats are quote unquote bad for heart health. And I think there's some truth here, like maybe they're not as bad as some people make them out to be. But when we get more into the details of the article and the study, 
yes, those groups did have a higher amount of saturated fat in their diet than the higher carb group, but the majority of the fat they were eating, their dietary fat, still came from unsaturated fats. So they were still getting it from those sources that are labeled as, you know, the healthy fats, the avocado and nuts and seeds and olive oil and all of those things that we know are generally healthy were still the majority of the fat in their diet. So it is kind of skewing that to say, you know, permission for all saturated fat. And we don't want to send that message because there has to be balance of everything. And when we think about these other types of fats, the unsaturated fats that were the majority of that portion of the diet, this is kind of typical information. You know, the the advice that we can take away from here of, okay, more fats are not bad, but eat more unsaturated fats than saturated. This really ties into another point of the article, which said, and this really just made me laugh because the article mentioned that the low carb group was primarily following a Mediterranean diet. And I mean, this is just almost mind blowing to me that this article is saying, oh, low carb for heart health. Is that the new thing? And then saying, actually, this group followed a Mediterranean diet. The Mediterranean diet, which is not a diet in a restrictive sense, or, you know, it's not even a very specific plan. It is a true diet in terms of the actual definition of the word, meaning just overall eating pattern. And a Mediterranean diet just includes protein, lots of those healthy fats, the olive oil, the nuts and seeds, all of those things, plenty of produce, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, all of these foods that we know to generally be health promoting. And this is again, just widely accepted as a healthy diet. And many, many, many medical professionals would agree and would recommend that. It's the diet recommended for many, many, many different disease states and for prevention of disease states. So the fact that this article is saying go low carb, but then hidden in all the information says, actually, it's the Mediterranean diet, is again just showing how the media twists the messaging. And, you know, that also shows that this low carb group was still eating other types of carbs that are outside of the refined carbohydrate category, but still the beans, legumes, these things that the average person who just looks at the headline of this article might eliminate. Because I know that I work with so many clients who know that beans are higher in carb than many other protein sources, and so they avoid those. And that's not the message we want to send. They're absolutely part of a healthy diet, as long as, you know, you don't have an allergy or intolerance or something. Um, So having a headline that might steer someone away from foods that are actually part of the healthy diet that this study would recommend is just so ridiculous and not helpful. Um... And then, you know, this low-carb group, they also really emphasized and clarified the fact that it is not a super low-carb diet. And this is where we talk about keto. (laughs) 
<laughs> one of my least favorite things. Um, so a lot of people, again, you know, the average consumer correlate low carb with keto. People know that keto is a low carb diet. Keto is actually an extremely low carb diet. And when you are following the keto diet, if you're truly in ketosis, you have to limit the amount of carbs so much that it really does eliminate most fruits and vegetables because those foods do have carbohydrates in them. They're not grains, but they do include that macronutrient of carbs. So, you know, another just possible uh, misinterpretation of simply reading the headline, simply reading the headline and subheader would be for people to think, oh, this is also permission for keto. And then they do that and they give up the foods that are those, you know, fiber rich foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, all of those things that someone on keto cannot eat because it'll take them out of ketosis. But someone wanting to be generally healthy and to protect their heart absolutely can and should eat. So it, it's again, that mixed, um, that mixed message. I did also really go into the study and <laughs> click on all the links and click on all the information. And I found some of the example meals and they were very typical balanced and varied meals. So, you know, this isn't anything crazy. It was just really switching those like more processed, higher in added sugar foods to more fiber rich and balanced and varied foods and including more of all macronutrients. Um, so it's nothing crazy when you look at all the details. They did also point out some of the health benefits. So some of the participants in the study had lower triglyceride levels when they ate lower carb. And this is, you know, totally plausible and possible when anyone consumes an excess of carbs, those excess carbohydrates do get made into triglycerides. So that is a strategy for lowering your triglyceride levels. Um, this is, of course, very individual because we don't know exactly what this person's blood work looked like beforehand, what it looked like after. Well, I mean, the people who did the study do, but we don't have that for every single person. Um, and we don't know what exactly was contributing to that. You know, what is their genetic history, their family history? What was their diet like for the majority of their life? Not just right before this, but maybe a year before this. And maybe they had recently made dietary changes and it was different before. There are just so many factors. It's really hard to look at a human being and you know, draw out super specific information and make definitive claims, which I'm not saying they're doing. Um, but just to say, you know, even if you want to improve blood work, yes, there is validity to this information. Yes, decreasing carbs and increasing other types of healthful foods can absolutely do that. Like that's part of why nutrition is so cool because we can change our behaviors and change the way we eat and protect our health. Um, and take it with a grain of salt. It doesn't, haha, that's funny because <laughs> uh, people think salt is bad too, especially for heart health, but <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Um, you know, it all is very nuanced and needs to be individualized. And, you know, yes, you can make these changes 
without being extreme. So what I was talking about with you can decrease your carbs without going keto, decrease your carbs, but still include plenty carb rich foods and be healthy. So that I think is the takeaway. Um, the message that the article is really sending is that decreasing the amount of highly processed carbs, replacing them with more fiber-rich carbs, and allowing yourself plenty of fats, including plenty of unsaturated fats, is all protective of heart health. So is that in line with the headline of can going low carb be good for heart health? I don't think so. I think it's sending the wrong message. I think it can be taken absolutely the wrong way. And I really want to encourage you to think about that. Think about this. Um, If you've made it through this entire explanation, think about this the next time you're reading an article because chances are, or the next time you see a headline and maybe you don't have time to read the article, just remind yourself, okay, that's an extreme version of whatever the rest of the information says. So can I take this and think about bringing it down a couple notches and know that that's probably the truth? So that would be my tip for any headlines you see is before you take action, before you overhaul your diet, before you throw away every carb in your pantry, take it down a few notches, do some critical thinking, think about that Mediterranean diet, the things that we know to be healthy and try to bring that knowledge in with what you're reading and seeing as new knowledge and find a balance that makes sense for you. It's definitely hard to do. It's definitely hard to make sense of all this information. Um, and it's hard to do that on your own. So if it's something that you want help with, I absolutely recommend reaching out to a registered dietitian, whether that's myself or anyone else. I would recommend my group program that does teach you the truth about health from an intuitive eating standpoint. So allowing all foods while also giving you factual information because the whole point of me doing this is to show you that yes, I am an intuitive eating dietitian. I'm a non-diet dietitian and I value health. And I know that there are absolutely valid nutritional changes to improve health. I just don't want them to be taken too far. I don't want them to get to a point where they're overtaking your life because they're so strict, like thinking you need to go keto. I want to present you the accurate information that's actually going to improve your uh, your health and not make you crazy. That's the whole point of this podcast. That's the whole point of everything I do. So I hope it's been helpful. I hope that was a good takeaway for you and that you're able to take a deep breath, not stress yourself out about nutrition, not think you need to change everything and just realize that What you can do for your health is totally within your reach. It's a lot less extreme than you might think. Um, And I'm here for you. So if you have questions or comments, DM me on Instagram. I would love to continue this conversation. I thought this was so interesting to read. And yeah, I would love to keep talking about it. Again, if you have other topics that you'd want me to do kind of a deep dive in or articles that you'd want me to go through, I would be so so happy to do that. I really love it. So send them my way. 
on Instagram, via email. I'll have all my links in the show notes so that you can reach out as well as the link to my group program if you're feeling like you want more help um, from myself and from just other peers who are trying to learn this stuff for their health as well. So check out all those links and resources. If you liked this chat, definitely check out the other episodes and leave a five-star rating and review. I would love to see that. I would be so thrilled to read your reviews. And of course, come back next week. Tune in for the next episode. I hope you will love it. Have a good week.